This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Friday, the 3rd of September. In your sport today, it was another golden night in Tokyo. Ash Barty is through to the third round at the US Open. The NRLW season is postponed and an F1 legend calls time on his career. This is your sport today. It was another golden night in Tokyo for Australia's Paralympians. The Aussies won four gold medals, three coming in the pool and one on the track. Let's start there because Vanessa Lowe not only won gold in the T63 long jump, she also broke her own world record three times Gabs. Yeah, it's a lot of world records, Sam, but she finally set the record with a jump of 5.28 metres to win the gold. Lowe was born in Germany, where she lost both her legs in a train accident as a child. She competed for Germany at the London and Rio Games, but then switched to Australia after she met Aussie Paralympian Scott Reardon, who she married. He was in the stands watching as Lowe won gold, and Reardon was fairly emotional watching his wife win, saying he's never cried that much. Yeah, Reardon added, to see Vanessa out there in the green and gold was pretty special and to pull it all together when it matters most on the world stage is awesome. While that was happening, at the pool, three Aussies won gold. Ben Hance won the S14 100 metre backstroke final. Rachel Watson defended her title from Rio in the S4 50 metre freestyle. And William Martin won the S900 metre butterfly final and he set a world record too. Yeah, he did, beating the world record he set back in the heats with a time of 57.29 seconds. And that's Martin's third gold of these games, and he's just 20 years old. When Martin was a child, bleeding on the brain caused him to have a stroke, so he took up swimming as he rehabbed, and now he's a Paralympic champion. He wasn't the only one setting records in the pool last night either. Ellie Cole won bronze in the 34 points medley relay, and that was her 17th Paralympic medal the most by any Australian athlete. Yeah, that came after Cole posted an emotional video on her social media about the news that there will be equal pay between Australia's Olympians and Paralympians. Now, those who tuned in yesterday will recall how Australia's Paralympians weren't going to be getting any monetary bonuses for winning medals in Tokyo. Well, that all changed yesterday when Prime Minister Scott Morrison said the federal government will pay for the Paralympians' medal bonuses. Yep, and the Prime Minister said in question time that the government will match the bonuses the Australian Olympians got, which was $20,000 for gold, $15,000 for silver, and $10,000 for bronze. Morrison said, quote, Australia's para-athletes have represented our nation with great distinction and pride in Tokyo, delivering performances that have buoyed millions during what is a difficult time for the nation. As it stands right now, Fez, the bonuses total $945,000, but with still a few days left, that number could be closer to a million. Yep, it will definitely go up too because Dylan Orcott will win at least a silver medal when he competes in the quad singles wheelchair final tomorrow at 11am. Orcott thanked the federal government and said on Twitter, we appreciate the support of the Australian public so much and hope the last week has put some smiles on some faces back home. Stay tuned to the end of the episode for three events worth checking out in Tokyo today and some other key sporting events this weekend. 
To tennis now, where world number one Ash Barty is through to the third round of the US Open. The Aussie beat Clara Towson in straight sets as other matches in New York were delayed because of the damage caused by yesterday's wild storm. Yeah, Barty's match was able to start on time because Arthur Ashe Stadium, that's the US Open's main court, was protected from the heavy rain and strong winds that saw heaps of matches cancelled on Thursday Australian time. The match between Diego Schwartzman and Kevin Anderson was actually delayed by about two and a half hours yesterday and had to be moved from Louis Armstrong Stadium after rain went through the roof and onto the court. Player and crowd safety was an issue for tournament organisers who chose to delay play by an hour this morning. Barty won her match 6-1-7-5 under sunny skies and will play her next game on Sunday. Yeah, it was quite the contrast, Gabs. Uh, actually, the US Tennis Association said fans with tickets for today's sessions could swap them for a later day if they couldn't get to Flushing Meadows because of the storm. Actually, many subway lines were cancelled because of the heavy rain caused by Hurricane Ida that saw a state emergency declared in New York. Australia's Isla Tomljanovic plays this morning, as does men's world number one Novak Djokovic. Today's trivia question, what is Ash Barty's best finish at the US Open? Gabs, are you going to have a crack at this one? Uh, I'll always have a crack. Um, I think this could be a trick question. I reckon this could be her best result. I'm going to say third round. All right. Stay tuned to the end of the episode for the answer. The NRL finals are set to begin next week, but we'll have to wait until next year for the women's competition to start. The fourth season of the NRLW has been postponed, and that's because of COVID-19 restrictions in New South Wales. Yeah, and this is the second time now that it's been delayed this year. It was meant to start in October, but the decision to postpone the competition is because a lot of players live in Sydney suburbs that have been affected by the virus. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo said that he had, quote, explored all avenues, but said it was not safe enough to start the competition on time. This NRLW season will have six teams for the first time, with the Knights, Titans and Eels joining the comp. The Warriors, who are from New Zealand, they had to withdraw because of travel restrictions, but there are a number of players from New Zealand who moved to Australia thinking the comp would start next month. Yeah, and the Players Union, that's the Rugby League Players Association, they've criticised the decision because because they think the NRL could have been more transparent with the players. They said the timing was a bitter pill to swallow and that getting New Zealand-based players home had to be the number one priority moving forward. It means there will be two NRLW seasons in 2022 at the start and the end of the year, as well as the Women's World Cup. Last night in the NRL, Canberra lost to the Roosters 40-16, to which means they will not play finals footy this year. The Sharks can get eighth spot if they beat the Storm tonight. If they lose, then the Titans can make the eight, but only if they beat the Warriors by enough points on Sunday. Gabs, how have you been surviving lockdown here in Sydney? Yeah, my Xbox has copped an absolute battering the past few months. Well, what might help is a $200 Dan Murphy's gift card, and you could win that, not you, Gabs, but uh, listeners could win that if they fill out a quick survey on Sport Today to see how we've been going over the past couple of months. There's a link in the episode notes to the survey. Fill it out now before it closes next week. All right, back to the show. Socceroos supporters who woke up early this morning will be glad they did after Australia started the final stage of World Cup qualification with a 3-0 win over China. Yeah, and it was about 36 degrees when the game kicked off in Qatar, and that's where the World Cup will be held next year. Stadiums over there do have air conditioning, which would have helped players out a bit in what was actually a home game for Australia. 
Awemobile opened the scoring in the first half before Martin Boyle made it 2-0 just two minutes later with a goal from long range. Mitch Duke then came off the bench to score Australia's third goal in the 70th minute. Uh, The win has Australia on top of Group B after our biggest rivals, Japan, surprisingly lost to Oman, a team ranked many places below them. The top two teams from each group qualify for the World Cup, while the two third-place teams go to a playoff and then play another elimination game to get in. Yeah, you want to try and avoid that as best you can, Gabs. Uh, Australia's next game is against Vietnam on Tuesday at 10pm. Vietnam lost 3-1 to Saudi Arabia in their opening match. Some motorsport fans won't know an F1 race without Kimi Raikkonen. He's been racing for 20 years, but this week the former world champion says this year will be his last behind the wheel. Raikkonen says he will retire at the end of the season and he leaves with a record for the most races in F1 history. Fez, he's competed in 341 races. That's a lot of mixtapes <laughs> over the years. Raikkonen started his F1 career in 2001 and he won the world title in 2007 in his first season with Ferrari. Raikkonen, who is 41, says he made the decision a while ago. And in a post on Instagram, he thanked his family, friends, and the teams he's driven for, saying, quote, Formula One might come to an end for me, but there is a lot more in life that I want to experience and enjoy. See you around after all of this. Valtteri Bottas, who is also from Finland, is the favourite to replace Raikkonen as a driver for Alfa Romeo next year. Raikkonen will see out the season, which continues this weekend with the Dutch Grand Prix late on Sunday night here in Australia. Now for a quick look of what's happening in Tokyo today. And at 11am, it's the final of the Class 9-10 to 10 women's table tennis. And Australia is going for gold with Lina Lei and Kian Yang. They've both won individual gold at these games and will play Poland in the final. Then at 7.30pm, Australia's men's team of Lin Ma and Joel Coughlin go for gold against China. Lin Ma won the silver in the Class 9 singles and is looking to go one better in the team event. Yeah, and then at one twenty, Australia's Grant Manzoni competes in badminton, as does Caitlin Dransfield at 7.40pm. Now, badminton has been around for ages at the Olympics, but it's actually making its debut at the Paralympics in Tokyo. It's group stage action today, ahead of the semi-finals tomorrow. And at 9pm, it's the final of the men's 34 points 4 by 100 metre medley relay. In this race, the combined class numbers of the four swimmers cannot exceed 34 points to have a mix of impairment levels, with class 1 the most impaired and class 10 the least impaired. Australia's team swims in the heats at midday before the final at 9 o'clock. Also at 9pm, but on Sunday, it's the closing ceremony at the Olympic Stadium, so keep that one in mind over the weekend. All times are Australian Eastern Standard Time and the Paralympics can be seen on Network 7. Gabs, there's plenty of other sport happening this weekend too. Oh, there is a lot, Sam. We've got two AFL semi-finals. Geelong played the Giants tonight in Perth and tomorrow the Lions host the Bulldogs at the Gabba. There is plenty of a rugby league on this weekend and there's also the Tour Championship, which is the season-ending golf tournament with 20 million bucks up for grabs for the winner. That will finish on Monday morning here in Australia. And of course, on Sunday afternoon in Perth, it's the Wallabies and All Blacks in the third Bledisloe test. All right, not that I have much choice, but I'm going to stay in this weekend. 
I'll be joining you, Gabs. Not in the same place, but I'll be <laughs> staying in this weekend. All right, the answer to today's trivia question, what is Ash Barty's best finish at the US Open? What did you say, Gabs? Uh, third round? Fourth round. It's the fourth <sighs> round. Fourth round of 2018 and 2019. Missed it by that much. All right, that's it for the end of today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next week.